Welcome everybody to your one of the days of the week. It's not your favorite day of the week. Thursdays are all right. Thursdays are okay. <laughs> Thursdays are all right. Yeah, like in college, I really enjoyed Thursdays. In yeah, we had like we talked, Thursday, the one Thursdays, time. We, yeah, the one time we recorded on a Thursday, I don't know, a few weeks ago. I asked you if you knew why Thursdays were so great in college for college yeah. parties, and it was because the high school kids couldn't come. Yeah. Um. So I like it's that's Aaron Larsell. You heard him. This is the hook. Uh, and we uh, we switched it up this week because Harrison is difficult. Um, mm-hmm. It's trade it's trade season. His name is just constantly in these trade rumors. And, right. You know, it's just I, I told him, you know, look, take a day. I'll talk to you on Friday. We'll be in it. will be in a lounge on Friday, which makes it more socially acceptable anyway. So yeah, it sounds wants. about right. Yeah, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. And um, I have an excuse to drink at eleven <laughs> seventeen. On a it's Thursday later morning, than usual. it's late. It than is. Usual. That's true. Sure to stop me anyway, but <laughs> uh, today we actually—it's been a really busy day uh, across the NBA today. You had Cam Reddish get traded for Kyle Knox and some change. Uh, for who you now? had for for Kyle Knox, right? Yeah, yeah. or Kevin Knox. Kevin I think Knox. His name's Kevin. Kyle. Oh, you know what that is? No, I knew a Kyle Knox in high school. His dad oh. owned his dad owned Xenon. Remember, remember the uh, yeah, 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 the car yeah, yeah. customization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Kyle, if you're out there listening, hi. I mean, Kyle did Knox not get may traded. also be better at basketball than Kevin Knox Kevin. at this point. Uh, he is not. Ke- Kyle was not very good at basketball. <laughs> Neither uh, is Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Knox and a uh, protected first heading back to Atlanta. That is a very low return. Uh, oh, for, by the way, a heavily protected first that I doubt ever conveys. I think it's yeah. I think it's going to end up being uh, a couple a second in like twenty five and twenty six. Yeah. So we are uh, we're going to talk about that and the implications across the NBA and you know specifically for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the NBA sent out an uh, to sent out a memo to all these teams with reports that hey, by the way, you know Brooklyn. It might only cost you a few thousand dollars, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, if you want uh, Kyrie Irving to play in your games. The NBA said, "No, you are not allowed to break the law <laughs> knowingly in order to get your unvaccinated star onto the court." And it's funny that we're there now after you know Brooklyn patted themselves on the back up and down. We are standing firm. We care about the team. We care about COVID protocols. Actually, can we break the law? So we're going to, <laughs> so we are going to talk about that. And then, even I mean, let, that, break, I mean, break the law is kind of strong. I mean, th- th- break th- the city ordinance or, ordinance. Yeah. Okay. So they're yeah. parking, they're parking in, uh, the, the handicap spot. Oh, knowing no, that. that is so, yeah. Okay. That is, maybe that's fine because that's, that is like equally gross. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, so, uh, the, even beyond that. Bull Bull thought he was traded, and he is uh, now back with the Denver Nuggets. So we're going to. I talk mean, he about... was traded. <laughs> he, was he, was. he was. He was traded. Detroit. Was you just thought? Like, hmm. Wait a second now. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. This is why you haven't been able to get on the court in Denver. Yeah. Hmm. How are you so... feeling, Bull? <laughs> Bull, what happened to your left hand? How you feeling, brother? <laughs> Not so, so great. So he is now back with Denver. Rodney Magruder is back in Detroit. Magruder, I believe, was going to get waived or something. No, he was going to play for. No, yeah, I don't know. But Magruder <laughs> is now back in in Detroit. 
Uh, and we are, Aaron and I are going to talk about this from like a, a team and player perspective of like, how do we think that goes down for everybody involved? Where it's like, Hey, you're here. You're not here. Oh, you're back. And we're so happy to have you. So we're going to, we're going to discuss that. And then Aaron was curious, uh, how I'm feeling now that I've had some sleep. I didn't get very much sleep, uh, but I did get some. Okay. Uh, since last night's loss uh, by the by the Lakers to the Sacramento Kings, in which uh, Russell Westbrook had one of his worst games to this point, which is actually kind of saying something. Um, and and so we'll get to all of that. So busy, busy morning, busy, busy show. Let's dive right in. Again, Cam Reddish is in New York right now. This is somebody who uh, was kind of being spoken about as a potential target for the Lakers. Of the potential targets for the Lakers, I think I was lowest on him because he is young and maybe he figures it out. But the Lakers, if you're trading Taylor Horton Tucker, a maybe in and of himself, uh, you you want something back that is not a maybe coming in return. So either way, the return on Reddish though really raised a lot of eyebrows around the league tonight or today where. Wait, it only took a heavily protected first and Kevin Knox for this guy? Like that's that's it? That's really it? And uh and I'm I'm kind of curious. That was my takeaway, Aaron. How'd you how'd you take that? I mean, hmm, I gotta be careful here. But yeah, I I was it has been around the league, it has been kind of the uh not the worst kept secret, but it has been known that Atlanta has been looking to move from uh, reddish and mm-hmm. uh travis schlank the gm there uh who like everybody has been getting extensions in in atlanta um mm-hmm. after their after their run last year gm the coach a bunch of players and uh schlank has said like maybe it was a mistake to bring everybody back just kind of bring the band back together mm-hmm. um and atlanta has been a real disappointment maybe one of the biggest disappointments in the league reddish has been not great Um, but it's still seen as a guy with a lot of potential and I was surprised, even though I knew that he was going to get traded, not this trade specifically, but I knew I suspected we, everybody suspected that he was going to get moved by the deadline also because Atlanta is going to be in tax and salary cap hell coming up here. And so they couldn't just give everybody extension after extension. Mm -hmm. Um, so I am surprised. I'm going to be careful. I am surprised that this was all they could get for for Reddish. Um, it was a look. They're taking a flyer. You know, we I joked at the beginning of the show about how bad uh, Kevin Knox has been. I saw him uh, his rookie year. In fact, I think you and I may have been together that summer league, and he looked like that Knicks summer league team. Mitchell Robinson was on it too. They like. Knox was among the most impressive players in all of that summer league. Um, and so I am a little bit surprised that his career has gone as it's gone. It gives the Hawks a chance to take a flyer on somebody because Knox has a lot of talent. He hasn't done anything in the NBA. Uh, his rookie year, I believe he was the worst, worst rotation player in the league. Yeah, he's been, but, yeah, he's been bad. He's just been bad. Um, but Reddish hasn't been great either. Um, he was good last year, this year, this year, he's been pretty bad too. I, I still, all of that said, I am surprised that this was the return, um, for Cam Reddish. Uh, 
because I, I, I thought that it, it, even like, even if, if Atlanta couldn't have gotten more, I mean, obviously they felt they couldn't have gotten more. They felt this was the best deal they could get. I'm surprised they were willing to pull the trigger, even knowing that he was going to you get traded. Wait. I'm surprised they <laughs> pulled the trigger on this one. Yeah. I, I don't know. You still have a month, basically five weeks from now till uh, the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Things are going to develop. Teams are going to get more and more desperate to 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 make these kinds of trades. Uh, Reddish is a wing, and that is going to be one of the hotter commodities in uh, the 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 sport. Basically, Absolutely. like over the course wing, of yeah, yeah over, over the a little bit the next yeah. month or so. Yeah, and he looks good in the in the postseason. Like I, uh, yeah, last year he was yeah, really good. Right, and and I don't know what has changed from then to now. Uh, it's worth looking into that, but I. I if you don't have to, I really don't understand trading a diminished asset. You know, if if you don't have to, and again, the the, the Hawks clearly didn't. They didn't I mean, they were always make... going to before the deadline, but it didn't have to be today. Well, right. That's what I mean. Is that like, unless they thought that this was only going to continue to get worse. And they must he, have. And it, right. And But I, I just don't know why you would. You know, like, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And even if he, like, let's say that does happen and he does get worse, which is, is altogether possible. Atlanta has been incredibly disappointing this year. And maybe, by the way, they make this trade now to wake up everybody and say, you know, it's kind of like the, the parents. You can only say, I'll turn this car around so many times before you actually turn the right. damn car around. And you tell people, like, you, you tell the, the kids who are fighting in the back of the car, fine. We aren't going to go get pizza. I'm going to take this shit out and drink my beer at home. <laughs> but right? pizza's delicious. <laughs> no, you're still getting the pizza, but you're not getting the games. You're not getting. Oh. You're not. You're not going to go and have fun in the arcade. Like you, you are stuck. I am. I am coming home and I'm going to drink my beer on my sofa. Yes, I had this conversation with Avery. Right, yes, I was going to say. <laughs> right. Did you promise Avery a Chuck E. Cheese visit? Keep busting, Avery. See right. what happens. I wish you would. Charles um, Entertainment <laughs> Cheese? And those incredibly creepy, what is it, animatronic, I think it's you know, called. I found out the other day that they do have Chuck E. Cheese out here. I got, Chuck I E. Cheese still exists. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, I meant in like a lot I of meant them. in the Austin area. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. There Not was. I, I didn't. I thought that was like a. For some reason, I thought it was a West Coast thing. But here we are. I think. Well, the only one that I know that still exists. There's one. Uh, by my brother. My brother lives in Burbank. There's one out there, and it like I haven't been in it. But looking at it from the outside, doesn't seem like they're doing great business. They all. It is one of the most like depressing you're... places yeah. from the outside. Like, uh, you know how when you're a kid you kind of like your, your memory, what, what, what rejogs your memory for me, at least is smell and taste, Ten, mm-hmm. smell and or taste. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, the only smell that I identify with Chuck E. Cheese is urine. That's it. Okay. Like I'm not, okay. <laughs> Whichever Chuck E. Cheese you were going to in the orange County area back in the day, I suggest they send the health department there immediately. (laughs) If it still exists, they need to send the health department there immediately. Today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by Chuck E. Cheese. Um, Here's your slogan. Uh, So so we are, but yeah, I, I, why doesn't that mouse have pants on daddy? (laughs) He really just stands there all day. 
Like, that's what he does. Huh. Is his middle name really entertainment? Why did they think a mouse was a good idea at a food restaurant? A giant rat is what we're... <laughs> Back to uh, we just everybody about. out there, give, uh, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review because we're not talking basketball for the rest of the day. <laughs> we're just going to talk about episode animatronic rats that are not wearing clothing. Like, was did it you, a Disney Did you ever thing? think that Barney... Barney was always weird to me. My sister loved barney and i was like yeah. why are we teaching kids to hug up to purple dinosaurs that aren't wearing pants this is weird to me yeah andrew my my middle brother was more into barney um than than i was i was i'm about seven or like six and a half years older than, than andrew and barney so he's was like my sister's age generation. yes yeah and um and he's slash my sister slash every never mind <laughs> and he's delicious never mind <laughs> Aaron. They're younger than him. You know this. That's true. Uh, so, so, that tends so, to be true. So, uh, yeah, the, the whole, like, the whole barn, like, for some reason, because, like, Rugrats, none of those kids wore, wore pants. Like Why? Just, yeah, why is this? I don't Rocko's understand. Rocco's Modern Life, for some reason, like, that, yeah, man, I'm learning a lot about entertainment from that era. Like, pants yeah. were just looked down upon. Pants optional. They were getting us all ready for COVID because I haven't worn pants in like two years. <laughs> Are you hugging purple dinosaurs though? <laughs> all the time. No, I'm the big purple dinosaur. Like I'm, Avery comes up and gives me hugs. Uh, now I'm going to send the health department to your house. <laughs> My house smells better than urine. It does not smell like urine in here. Only Avery's room. And that's because we literally cannot help it. Um, so, so <laughs> how did we get... How did we get to what Avery's room <laughs> smells like from the Cam Reddish trade? I'm I'm trying to take up as much time so that the Russ rant can be as short as possible. Like I I, I it ain't no time limit on this show. Myself. I'm here all afternoon, brother. Oh man! Ain't all right, no so limit. I'm gonna let you cook. So what I did think though, I trying to segue back awkwardly to Cam Reddish and the NBA is that I think if this is setting the market for what wings are going to go for and like this is kind of interesting circumstances he is going to be a free agent this upcoming year and uh it is kind of difficult to trade for a player right before that player might get paid or right, is expecting to get eligible, paid yeah yeah so uh that makes it that makes this trade make a little bit more sense i'm always i always kind of laugh though because in some cases, some players are like, well, you don't want to trade for that player right before they get paid. And then in other cases, it's like, well, you don't want to trade for a player who has like three more years on their contract. It's just like, you know, the player is the player. The game is the game. But I, with with Reddish, this is one of those trades that, like, I think the Lakers look pretty bad by trading Kuzma. And I don't think Kuz would have been this, what he has been so far this year in Washington. He clearly wouldn't be that in L.A., but you don't want to trade a wing right before they take off. I mean, and I'm not Kuz was Kuz was uh, there was always the thing like hashtag Kuz starter, right? Like Kuz's yeah. numbers as a starter, even with the Lakers, yeah, starter Kuz, yeah, yeah. Well, were, I mean, that was were... that was we always wanted AD to start at the five so that you could get Kuz starting. You know, like that was always who is who is who is we? I don't think we included Anthony Davis, but who is we? <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony Irwin did. Anthony okay. Davis and one uh, of the two know. Anthony's it's just another thing we're adding to the list of things that a Anthony Davis and I have nothing in common <laughs> like we just <laughs> but but so like I, I think for for Atlanta 
you know, I, I could see this working out to where maybe the, the pick conveys, maybe this lights a fire under a team that obviously needed some kind of a jolt and, and, and maybe this works out, but this is a team that, you know, heading into the season, we saw them take kind of a leap last year. You were hoping to, to build on that momentum and now they're sellers and that's wild. I think that's like, we're, we're, we're months removed from last year's playoff run and they're sellers. Trey Young just shut down New York months ago. Yeah. And they're sellers. That, you know what? That's, that's, I, that is something I hadn't thought about at all was, you know, that they were, that series that they uh, in the first round, that four or five series that they played was contentious enough and interesting enough that uh, the NBA decided to make that the Christmas game, mm-hmm. right? Or one of the Christmas games because they were trying to build a little rivalry there. And so now Reddish goes to New York. Yeah. So that trade, like, so those two as trade partners is, is interesting. The other like kind of macro interesting thing about it is, you know, uh, we'll give you tinfoil. You can do your tinfoil hat thing here, but this kind of like closes the book on the, I thought the Atlanta side of, because of how good Trey has been and because of how mm, not as great. Yeah. uh, Luca has been, you know, that trade was kind of getting closer from the Atlanta side was looking better and better and better. Um, but Cam was the other part of that. It was it was it was mm-hmm. Trey and Cam for Luca. Would it end up being Trey and Cam for Luca? And last year, last playoffs, that looked pretty good. Right now, it has fallen back a little bit, and you know, so now it's two second round picks probably, and Kevin Knox and Trey. All right, we don't love it as much. Yeah, yeah, I, I and you know, for the Lakers, they have to be sitting here and saying, huh. It might not take THT and that 2027 uh, first for Jeremy Grant. Like it might, it might not take all that much. I, <laughs> don't uh, get in trouble. Don't get fired. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I won't. Um, I would just say that I would not. I think that you made a really good point on Twitter about. You know that this we all agree that we thought cam might go for more and maybe that is setting the market um lower than we thought for this kind of guy and how that might impact the lakers i'm just not sure i would include jeremy grant in the cam reddish oh sure like, tier no. of this is what the market bears yeah no i i think it's not apples to to apples here uh, Grant is somebody who, when you trade for him, you are getting more of a known commodity and playoff contenders want known commodities. I think for New York, this is really interesting because they have been kind of underwhelming too. Like the other side of this is that New York has been pretty underwhelming also. And for them, they get an upside kind of player who now is pissed at the fact that he was just traded and found his name in trade rumors from the beginning of the season, basically. So and found a spot that's going to pay him his extension. May, yeah, that also, you know, uh, New York has the space to be able to do that. Uh, and 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 I think when it comes to markets, though, like, like for example, where I live, every time a house goes up for sale, I find myself wondering, huh, what's that house out over there? They don't live on a cul-de-sac. They don't have a corner lot. 
what's what would that go for over there they don't you have know? a room that smells like urine <laughs> aaron come on i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get a heloc but but i like i i'm, I'm looking at i but i for the lakers though i think they would be looking at it in much the same way where it's like huh like my my in-laws right now are are looking to buy out here mm-hmm. and every time a house gets sold in in our neighborhood does your wife listen to the show no no i don't think so how how like, awful is how awful is your in-law of moving close to you that can't be awesome i don't oh, know this well but, but this just is, this like is, conceptually in-laws moving that can't be well awesome. so like they're they're they have a certain budget and they their budget does not cover our neighborhood oh congratulations um, and every time every time a house goes for for outside that budget i'm like huh can we get this a little higher you know congratulations <laughs> it's like that fantasy football matchup you know the championship of fantasy football where you're like yeah i'm i'm at like 95 percent, but can we can we push this thing up to 98 can we can we get one more <laughs> touchdown to really wrap this thing up um so i like with with the lakers though i i think it's really interesting because yeah it's not going to be the same kind of circumstances but and, and there is going to be more competition for the Jeremy Grants of the world, the Harrison Barneses of the world, and all of that, uh, because they are more known commodities. And and inserting them into into groups, I saw the other day. Uh, I think it was Michael Scotto uh, reported that the Lakers have looked into Gary Trent. Is that I have his name? Yeah. Gary Trent. Jr. Gary Trent Jr. Now you have that right. Um, yeah um and they've they've yes, already the Lakers, yes now that that's now that 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 is out there now yeah. that that has been put out in the world uh yes i mean it's you and i talked about this two weeks ago that yeah. is two weeks that is two weeks <laughs> late but yes the lakers never mind yeah and so like I, you know but with all of this so i think what helps the lakers here is apparently the market for wings is uh m- more, I guess, buyer friendly than I think they thought based off of this, based off of this first return Mm -hmm. and also based off of the number of wings who might be available. Uh, that's also going to help you. It was, I think that's the thing, but that is the interesting thing because there are, because of the plan, right? Like the Kings are horrific. The Kings are awful. Yeah. The Blazers, the the Blazers are a disaster. The Blazers are an abject failure. Mm-hmm. And Dame, I think Dame and CJ, Dame may never, may not play again this year. And CJ, who knows? And they're in 10th, right? The Kings are a game away. The Kings are awful and are game out of the play-in. And this, the same is true in the East. So I, the play-in, and I think this is whatever you think of it. I actually kind of, I thought I was going to hate it. I kind of like it. But one of the unintended consequences or maybe intended consequences is there are just fewer seller, right? The the Pelicans have been a disaster. They've been awful Mm -hmm. and they're kind of right there. So a lot of these teams two or three years ago that there are another sellers around Gary Trent, like they're, they're kind of looking over all of these teams that, that, you know, three or four years ago would have been sellers because, you know, you're not making the playoffs. If you can sell to your fan base, like that we're way, hey, we kind of made the playoffs because we finished 10th. It, it, I think it has reduced the pool of sellers. Um, yeah. For and sure. which is also why I'm kind of surprised that, like, yes, Cam went first, 
what he went for because there aren't, I don't know that there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to, you know, sell off rentals or sell off those pieces because for a lot of these teams that don't have great playoff history or don't have huge fan bases or in smaller markets, being able to be in the play-in or fight for the play-in matters. So I'm, I'm, you know, this is, this is true of lots of teams. I mean, it's it, like, this is true of Indiana. It's true of Toronto. It's true of the Pelicans, the Kings, the Blazers, you know, all these teams that are, have not performed well, the Hawks, even all these teams that have not performed well, that have a chance to say, look, we are kind of still in the playoff hunt. There's only like three or four teams that you're like, you're not, you have no chance. Yes. It, basically the teams that don't have a chance didn't want a chance at the playoffs in the first place. Houston, OKC, no. OKC. Orlando. Yeah. That might be the whole list. That might be it. Yeah, and that Lakers, might be the whole list. Are we saying <laughs> Tennessee is delicious? <laughs> so wait a second. Yeah. You don't think the you don't think the Lakers are going to finish eleventh or lower, do you? No. No, but I had to think about it. <laughs> let's talk about let's make fun of Brooklyn. All right. We're gonna make fun of Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, uh they there were those reports. That, hey, you know, just a heads up, everybody, Brooklyn could potentially just play Kyrie and take fines for the instances in which he plays. Yeah, who and there did, was, where, did that come up on? I mean, I saw it on Twitter, but I, I have no idea where that where that started. Do you know? I have no idea. I, yeah, I, saw, I just thought I was saw, like, wait, this is a thing? Yeah, it, it, I saw. I, I, I'm. I apologize for not having this uh, here at the at my fingertips to to get this thing going. But but yeah, it was out there and it got aggregated a bunch. Yeah, a couple and days people, ago, people it got like confirmed also by some bigger reports. It was so well confirmed that the league basically had to step in and say, uh, "Hey, no." Would <laughs> <laughs> you thought? But no, and and uh, it's interesting. So this is how. Uh, this is how Woj tweeted it out today. Um, to be clear on the hypothetical ability for a team to pay a fine for an unvaccinated player to play in a marketplace that local ordinances forbid, NBA I like Limbo, him not name-checking the yeah. specific hey, place. Hey, Brooklyn. Right, yeah, exactly. Assholes. How many other ones are like, what? Andrew Wiggins was the other one, but he got vaccinated. For those teams out there who have players with interest in Sage... Um, <laughs> I'll continue though. NBA memo to organizations on September 1st says that teams must follow local laws and players who don't comply won't be able to play. So in Wait, essence, on, Septem on September 1st, well, so that, that was the original that was memo. The orig oh, so I thought this was like, somebody came up with this idea and Brooklyn yeah. was like, maybe, maybe we could. And well, but I so also, I guess they knew. Yeah. Okay. So I, I also, so I think it's a combination of those two scenarios, right? One where, Hey, this is something we could do. The league says, no, that is not something you can do. Um, and I think it's also like, like, so, so basically the, the way that I took Woj's tweet was the league wanted it out there as a reminder, Hey, this is what we said back in September. Nothing mm -hmm. has changed. Nothing like despite what cockamamie schemes that you guys might be thinking of here. Right. Like that is nothing has changed. There is no 
If you do this, you will be breaking league rules as well as those city ordinances. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, look, the league is on it. <laughs> the league knew, yeah. like, knew that this was even a consideration uh, before the season started. I hadn't even considered it or thought about it until it started popping up on Twitter a couple of days ago. But the like the shocking part of it to me was that the fines were like so low. It was like five grand for the first instance and five grand for the second. Okay, you've definitely learned your lesson with the same <laughs> fine the second time. And then maybe it was like 10 grand for the third. Mm -hmm. I don't think it got above 10 or 15 grand at no, all. It was it was like all in perpetuity. Like, yeah. And like they the 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 net the Brooklyn Nets will pay that out of petty cash. Yeah, like they're just it wasn't, like it wasn't so much a slap on the wrist as as it was like a, the the massage that you get before you get a manicure. Like it was it was <laughs> it was it was. Not Don't tell me you're gonna do like a a terrible like Asian <laughs> no, voice. No, nope, like, I am nope nope yeah. nope. This is not the Golden State Warriors broadcast team. Yeah, Kalena, come on, Kalena. Yeah, you got oh, it back. Oh boy. Um. But I, I kind of like just because I'm a cheerleader for foolishness, I kind of like, well, I don't want to say I wanted to see that because um, I think everybody should get vaccinated. And look, it yeah. should be your choice. It is your choice. Do whatever you feel. I would encourage everyone. But um, but also. Yeah, fools. but also I'm a cheerleader <laughs> for foolishness. So just like, was, like the, well, the entertainment funny. value would be. I just wanted like th that like it doesn't matter to the Brooklyn Nets. No. Wait, you're gonna find us fifteen grand, yeah, city of New York or county, whatever. Yeah, that fine. We'll put one like folding chair on the baseline courtside and charge somebody. They can be like the, can be like, do you want to sponsor Kyrie Irving playing <laughs> for the Nets at home? The Sally Struthers, like, for what the price for... of a cup of coffee a day, you can <laughs> you can let Kyrie play and flout the COVID protocols, and he can play for us because we need him. Cole Beasley's like done. Where do I sign up? Cole Beasley's in, yeah. <laughs> but, but I, Aaron Rodgers buys that in perpetuity. Aaron Rodgers, uh, yeah, uh, that's your dude, Cal Cal Grad. That's the that's the. Uh, you, know you know what? You know what? No, you know what? On Monday Night Football, he says Butte Community College all the time, so he can have that. Yeah, uh, the other the, which is all the more like I'm not I'm not going to get into it, but it, but with Kyrie though, also it was hilarious seeing him because he I guess got uh, annoyed. I and I'm forgetting which player that he got annoyed at, but somebody dove for a loose ball, and oh and yeah, was, it was a the Blazers game they lost. Yeah, yeah, not as little, he, yeah. And he was pissed because the actions of another person uh, have impacts on other people around them. It's <laughs> to see him say like that was a he. I think he even called it a bad play, and that somebody could have seriously yeah, gotten he said hurt. There was, there was no there's no place in our game for that. Yeah, there's no place in our game for hustle and diving after loose balls. I agree, Kyrie Irving, and and uh, you know to see him make that statement. With zero self awareness, no oh, yeah. awareness whatsoever for like, yeah, you're right, man. It, it is it is kind of ridiculous that somebody could so could care so little for the well being of everybody around them. <laughs> you know the part that you know what I yeah that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> the irony there is pretty is pretty thick. Yeah, he's also wrong. <laughs> like yeah, if you, look, he's he, he was hustling. 
Yeah. If you don't want to be and and Kyrie kind of got in his way as he was, you know, to so the the loose ball could go out of bounds. If you don't want to hustle, Kyrie, fine, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, he was also just wrong. There was nothing yeah. dirty, there was nothing wrong. That's a good play from Nas. Like go get the ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was right. It was uh, it was Nasir Little, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was yeah, and and uh yeah, I I just the Kyrie uh stock and they also lost that game to pretty the, low and to the the Blazers freshman team. <laughs> without Dame, right? Yeah, without Dame and without CJ. I Although mean, Anthony Simons is like the second best basketball player on planet Earth behind Austin Reeves these days. So, <laughs> but like not very close though, not close to Austin. No, like he, somebody no. has to be second, and it's no. and it's and it's Anthony. <laughs> yeah, Simons. it's 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 Austin Reeves, Anthony Simons, Blazers fans, Big and Jeff, LeBron James. <laughs> KD, Jokic, Big Gap, Steph Curry, because he's shooting like me these days. <laughs> yeah, it was funny to see Warriors fans reluctant to dump on uh, Russ last night because it was like, Steph hasn't been shooting much better lately, so we can't even comment. I mean, he kind of has. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 let me stay out of this. Uh, last, last thing from around the league, Bol Bol, like we talked about, was traded. Uh, the trade was reported. They got into the physical aspect, uh, the, the 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 physical appointments aspect of this ordeal, and Detroit found something that. Uh, what's wild is that Bull Bull hasn't played very much for. No, he doesn't play much. Like nope. he doesn't. He like does not play basically at all. Not a lot. Um, and so it makes you wonder, like, where did he get hurt? Like, how did he get hurt? And and how has this not come up before? And so anyway, he goes to, to Detroit, takes his physical, apparently fails. The trade is now done. They aren't going to rescind it. Yep. Yeah. It, it has now been rescinded and maybe they're working on, you know, adding extra. No, I don't, I don't think so at this point. They're done, done. Yeah. I think it's done. All I right, think, well, yeah, because classic Magruder. Yeah. Uh, like rescinded. It means it's done. Normally, not normally, because this happens very rarely, but what can happen is when the team finally gets the physicals, if they see something they don't like, they'll go back or they can go back to the offending team. The aggrieved team can go back to the offending team. And uh, you have two choices. You can basically open negotiations again and, and try to extract more compensation um as what is what usually happens in these scenarios or if there's something that is that much of a red flag they just rescind it once it's rescinded it's done it, and it's always interesting because teams physicals for teams is kind of proprietary so mm-hmm. it speaks to whatever kind of relationship you know different gms and front offices have with working relationships they have with one another because there has to be some trust there with like, well, we're not going to show you what we have. We're not going to show you his actual medicals, but like, you're going to have to trust us. There's something mm-hmm. there, but it's not that bad. He'll be okay. Right. And and he played Bobo played a couple days ago. So um, I think it is. Uh, I think whatever they found is not an acute thing. Now it's kind of, something long-term that is worrisome mm-hmm. uh, for Detroit. Which doesn't surprise. Like, you look at his frame, you know, 
seven foot plus insanely long wants to be a wing instead of a big like like that's that's not the body that you know unless you're like kevin durant and even kevin durant blew his achilles that's not that hyper long and hyper thin frame doesn't normally pan out for nba players that is not something that i i gamble on is like yeah yeah i mean stick around for a long time it seems like seven feet is kind of the cutoff once you get over seven feet you know seven one seven two seven three seven four um the body just like doesn't support yeah that Um, we've seen it with like chris hats porzingis right where where like that that high a center of gravity is just kind of dangerous <laughs> like it's yeah not, like it i mean there's difficult. like there's tons of examples you know rick smith's and, yeah and you know all these guys there um yeah I'll... yeah your body's just the body just doesn't seem to unless you know shack is an absolute like physical marvel but yeah uh for the most part the body wasn't just thin no, yeah, also true. Well, Rick Smith wasn't thin either, but or or Yao, like the very, very, very tall guys. Mm-hmm. These all these Sean Bradley, right? Arson. It just doesn't like the body doesn't. It, it's it's like seven one and up is like, eh. yeah. um, but it 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 is it, it, like it speaks to it's very interesting because you don't want to give away the medical history on guys or or the medical reports on guys is proprietary for teams. And so you don't want to give that too quickly. Um, but eventually for a trade they're they're going to have to have a physical, the other side is going to have to have a physical. So it's, it's kind of like it, it kind of is like the NBA, every business is a people business, but the NBA is a people business. Yeah. And so, you know, that it's why some GMs and front offices work well or work better with others because Prefer you to have to with, have that yeah. like sense of trust. Like, yeah, he's been injured. Yeah, there's been some stuff here, but it's okay or it's not or right. So, yeah, you have you have to have that trust because you're not going to give away your proprietary physical information on your guys before you absolutely have to. Yeah, it makes me wonder if at some point. Some league will try to regulate some of this, like, especially with the advent of gambling. Like now that gambling is so such a inescapable part of professional sports, mm-hmm. well, just sports basically. But like, you know, now that gambling is such a part of this, I kind of wonder if we're going to reach a point where a league, you know, says, Hey, we need to regulate some of this information a little bit better. We last time you and I spoke, Aaron, we had the situation with Denver and golden state where Denver kind of sort of potentially from the outside looking in just kind of said, yeah, no, we don't feel like playing tonight. Austin Rivers, Austin Rivers went from questionable to out, even though he played a couple nights before against this same Golden State Warriors yeah, and team. Yeah, hadn't played since, yes. He, yeah. And not only played, finished the game. Yeah. And so, like, I think, uh, I, you know, I wonder if, you know, I, and it won't be like because of a trade like this, like, this isn't going to be the bull bull rule or anything like that. But I, I, <laughs> I, I wonder if at some point in the next, you know, not so distant future, the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball or the National Hockey League, whatever, uh, somebody steps up and says, look, gamblers are making some of these bets somewhat blind because of the lack of information. And teams have been, have been treating injury information as proprietary for advantageous advantageous reasons, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe can't continue 
moving forward. Right. And there's also the question of, of, you know, the national TV games and the TV partners. And there is the question of guys right to privacy also. Um, yeah, I don't, I I don't think you're wrong. HIPAA, not like, (laughs) right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, not white guy sunglass Twitter (laughs) 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 with Dukes of Hazards in the background. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This is not Facebook. This is yeah. Um, Yeah. But I don't. I don't know because of that. Because of actual HIPAA. And yeah, I don't know what they're supposed to do. But but again, the like the the TV partners and the national TV games Mm -hmm. is also a factor in this. And obviously. But then again, like individual teams are going to, and they should, right? It's a competitive, basically zero sum game. Um, they probably should do what is most competitively advantageous. Oh, for, for them, sure. You know, and Frank and, Vogel treat, like, treats starting lineups oh, as man, if they're like the nuclear. I, I love, I love, right? Exactly. It's a football. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's showing up to games. Frank, we're going to find out in five minutes of... who's playing. <laughs> right. Frank is basically like, no. hey, Frank, we're like, hey, man, who's starting? You know, the league. It, and some coaches oh, will tell you before him. We have a game? Right. And he'll, he'll be like, you'll find you'll find out when we tip. <laughs> the five guys that are on the court when the ball goes up, those are my starters. Frank's going to figure out a way to to keep that information private until after the tip. Like, you're going to... The, somebody's going to dress up as the Toronto Raptors uh, mascot, a, a, you know, just so, so that people <laughs> don't know who is out there. <laughs> and poor Devin Booker. By the way, Booker. hold on. By the way, D Book, like, come on. I don't want to hear. I want to. I don't want to hear no more Mamba mentality stuff. I don't want to hear no more Kobe. No. None of that from you. No. Yeah. No. Not you after can't, that. You, I, no. This is twice now. We can't yeah, double team the double team thing. We can't double team in a in a in a like open run in why can't we during the summer? Why can't we double team? Yeah. I'm trying to win. Why can't we right. double team? Oh, well, I'm just here working on my game. All right. All right Get cool. the mascot away from me. There's no fans here. Get the mascot away. Go no, go away. Yeah. Go away. No, yeah. I don't want to hear it from you anymore. I hope some mascot really clowns him for it. Like from here on out, all of these mascots just go after Devin Booker. Just get it. I want you remember Benny um, the Bull. Go out there, get him, do your thing. I want, I want the Philly fanatic. I want mascots from other sports Gritty? getting at him. Gritty, All go get them. him. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> go get him. You know what teams? The, the Lakers have a don't have a mascot but... really. Like the, you know, they don't really have a mascot. Aaron, your your new job with the Lakers is to dress up in something and just go act a fool underneath the basket for Devin Booker. I mean, I do generally act a fool at Lakers games. <laughs> <laughs> I just am not in costume. <laughs> Lakers, get at me. I'll do it. I'll move back <laughs> to Southern California just for this job. I literally, I, I want mascots from every sport. You remember, uh, did you ever play the um, uh, the college football, NCAA, whatever, you know, yeah. EAA's game? It was better right? than these... Madden. I, I, oh, I yeah, enjoyed it, playing. it is. And uh, there were rumors that it was coming They're, back. It's coming I think back. it is They're coming working back. On it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I got more aroused than I would like to admit based on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was it was my favorite right but they used to have like a mascot game where you could play and like everybody all the the players were mascots for whatever team you wanted they mm-hmm. had all the mascots for all the team so i need all of them coming out i need college i need oski i need joe and josephine bruin yeah i need all the mascots from every sport coming out 
and just messing some team actually well they're not going to go back to brian Toronto. scalabrini now is your time to shine buddy i need you've basically been a mascot team. this whole time i need some team to just like and the, the teams used to do this where they would have like a mascot day a bunch of different mascots i need some team whenever they play phoenix to just bring mascots from every single sport every whatever you got every college football mascot and the philly fanatic and baseball and all the other mascots whoever doesn't have a home game in the nba and i need people from well, the nfl i don't know they're not really mascots there but i need uga from from georgia yeah. congrats on the national mm -hmm. championship I need Uga, just a random pit. I mean, a, a random Uga bulldog there. Died. Uga, Uga almost well, is, got killed like, by Bevo. Like, did you yeah. do you remember that? Bevo, Bevo, yeah, the, 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 the the Longhorn. Texas, yeah. Yeah, was getting after Uga. He was incredible. It's probably time to Took do him. away with like captive animals as mascots. Yeah, probably. College sports, probably. Mm -hmm. probably. Uh, I've been to uh, Cal LSU. Games at Colorado and they have like LSU an is... actual buffalo running around. I'm like, wait a yeah. second, is this, do, do we need to do this? Yeah, this. But I yeah. need that buffalo. I need the Colorado buffalo there. I need live animals and <laughs> every mascot from every it, college like, just to, to mess with games. just to mess with Devin Booker because I don't want to hear this Kobe this Mamba mentality Kobe comparisons yeah. from you ever again. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Need Drake, with that 100%. I need Drake there if if ever he goes back to Toronto. <laughs> I need Drake in a Drake costume. Drake Drake could be the mascot for like Kentucky basketball, like the Raptors, like. All these things. Um, what would be the Lakers mascot? Like if they were to get a, if they were to, you know, introduce mm -hmm. a mascot for these purposes, what would the, would it just be like Instagram models? Would it be? I say less. <laughs> say less. <laughs> I think I should officially be in charge of the <laughs> Lakers quote unquote Staffing. mascot Instagram model program. <laughs> Staffing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome for this promotion. Thank you. Yeah, this yeah. is, yeah, I, you know, I, this I'm, is a, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, once, once this episode comes out, I'm gonna have to send it to some people. <laughs> and, uh, we've got an idea. Although, um, he comes on locked on Lakers for a few years and he now works for the Lakers. You come on this, uh, on the hook for a few episodes and now you're in charge of staffing for the Lakers Instagram model mascot. I, I need to I'm, do more I'm, for myself. I'm kind of already. Never mind. <laughs> uh, there's actually there's me and one other person, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out him here, but <laughs> he does quite well for himself, also. Man, I'm in. I I, I entered the wrong lifestyle. I did the I, no, I some, no no. You did just right. fine. No, I did. You're, no, you're, I did you're better than... off. You're better off. All right. Uh, I guess we gotta. Let's see. We're about 47 minutes in. Do you really want the rust take? I do, and here's why. Here's why, because I am, I'm maybe too close to the situation, and I think that you have uh, the pulse of or the voice for what a lot of fans may be feeling, and I am interested, obviously, on the show that you recorded last night, <laughs> and on Twitter. We did a show last night. Uh, you Hold and I on. did not. I did a show last night. <laughs> oh boy. I think the last the last message I sent from uh, Sabrina last night was, hold on, I have to drink all the whiskey and I'll be ready in a sec. Yes. Okay. So, but I think I think that you are a proxy for what a lot of Laker fans are feeling. And I 
because I am too close to it to it and I'm gonna stay out of it. Um, I am interested to see if the passage of two hours sleep or whatever you got um, <laughs> and <laughs> and one more beverage if if that has altered your your opinion at all. I'm 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 interested because you 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 I mean look you say inflammatory things. I think you believe most of them. I don't think you're a caricature of yourself. No. But I am interested to see. I think it is authentic. And I think there are people, Laker fans, that feel similarly to you. And maybe some or a lot or most or of, of our listeners maybe feel similarly to you. So I am interested to see if having a night to sleep it off is, is altered. I don't think it's changed but your opinion. But I'm interested to see if it is altered it at all. Now cook. And I will... Say Hennessy's delicious and mute myself. <laughs> so, all right, I want to get out, like, start with, I was not inebriated on the air last night. I was, like, the, I recall everything that I said. Um, and I did have more time to think about it. And, like, usually I do find myself kind of calming down. And I, I guess, I guess, like, on some aspects of this, I have calmed down a little bit. You know, I do I think Russ doesn't care about winning? No, I wouldn't go that far. I do think he he does legitimately care. Like there's there's a reason why he has tried to severely limit his turnovers recently. And I think it has kind of hurt the Lakers the way that he has tried to limit his turnovers. He went from that nine turnover game to I think he has about five, I think, over the last four. He has games. four and four games. Uh yeah. And and uh and also, as he has tried to do that, like that is his attempt at at trying to make the Lakers better in a way that comes unnaturally to him. And and I think that unnatural sentiment, that that uncomfort that he has for this style of basketball, for this style of creativity, is why you're seeing the two of twelve, the four of sixteens, the 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 really poor shooting because. The entire time that he is out there, I you can kind of sort of see him counting his steps. Is the is the is the analogy that I always use for dancers, right? Where, you know, for you know, I, I enjoy line dancing. Sometimes Jen is way better at it than I am, and every time I'm out there, you can actually see me go one, two, three, cross five, six, seven. This, kick your boot over here, put on your no mask, y'all moved to Texas. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, so like I, I, but like you can, you, that's how I watch Russ playing where nowadays you watch him play and I, he just never really looks all that comfortable on the court. And, and I think that is kind of the foundation of the just let Russ be Russ thing and his frustrations with it is that like, I only know I've, I'm, I'm how far into the league now? He's like 14, 15 years into the league, 13, 14. Uh, he's um, the, yeah, he's the 2008 draft. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he's far enough into the league right now that he is a fully formed NBA player and asking him to do other things is going to, you know, really screw up his rhythm elsewhere. And that's what we've seen with his already bad shooting. He it was, it's not like he started as Steph and now he's, and now he's struggling. He started as Russ. He was already a bad shooter and, uh, his touch around the rim was significantly better last year. But I really think he's like overthinking every aspect of the game right now. And he, you know, this is his hometown team. This is like, this is a, an NBA team, an NBA franchise that he has loved 
from day one of, of being a basketball fan. And I think that's an aspect of this too, where he's just kind of really guiding everything rather than fully just letting it fire. And, and all that said, as context to the situation, that's why I was iffy on bringing him here in the first place is because he did need to be a very different player. If it was going to work with him and LeBron James, Russ was going to have fundamental changes in his approach to basketball and the Lakers thought he was going to be capable of it. And he was just never going to do that. That was never on the table. And I find myself now more frustrated than ever that I ever believed he could do those things that he could do the small things that he would set screens that he would cut more often. Like I, I, I find myself just annoyed at the fact that I ever thought this w- would work. And so like, while I'm annoyed at Russ and I, and I don't like watching him play basketball, I enjoyed watching him from afar for a really long time because he didn't play for my team. He doesn't, he doesn't approach the game the way that I, I prefer NBA players approach the game. And, and now I, I, my the annoyance that you heard the frustration that you heard last night and the frustration that you hear in my voice right now isn't necessarily just with Russ but with myself forever thinking that this could have worked all right two things other than that I feel great (laughs) (laughs) um two things one um I think one of the issues may be like Russ I don't think was ever going to do the little things um no, but with a roster and and it needed to be him or someone, but with a roster of guys that have been names slash superstars yeah. in their whole their whole careers. Um, That's why people there, love Reeves. There aren't other guys, right, yeah. to do the little things, right? Like Melo's not going to do the other things. DeAndre Jordan, Dwight does here and there. Um, but so if there uh, there aren't the Lakers like role players aren't used to being role players um, and don't have the mentality because they've been like, it is incredibly difficult to change what you've done and have been very successful doing, you know, your whole basketball life. So there is a dearth of role players, right? The Lakers mm-hmm. have a bunch of role players. They're, those guys just, and role players are the guys that are just come former in. stars. <laughs> Correct. Um, and so I think that has made it kind of glaring, that Russ isn't doing the little things as the, you know, third option, because I don't think Russ was ever going to really change his, you know, whatever, what, what's the, the tiger doesn't change his stripes kind of thing. Right. I also think it's interesting that you bring up, you brought up Steph, right. Saying like about shooting Russ was never Steph, but I think it's an interesting comparison because, um, warriors fans, I know get sometimes get frustrated and Steve Kerr gets frustrated. Um, and even the end and and uh you know like twitter nba twitter and and other fan bases will make fun of steph for say like the turnover in the you know the behind the back where he was they they did the the meme of him like the turnover in game seven late in game seven he throws a behind the back pass that goes out of bounds and people change the ball for the larry o'brien trophy and he's like throwing it out of bounds (laughs) yeah but i as it relates to russ and i think it is really difficult for Steph and, and Russ, as we're talking about, to like modulate that risk versus reward thing. Mm-hmm. And I think with both of those guys, um, like there's a creativity uh, tax. Like that, like yeah, so 
I'm not going to say why I, I like this song so much or why it like resonates with me, but there's a song. Well, actually I am going to, I'm going to tell him myself. Um, there's a, there's a song, I don't know. It's from probably six or eight years ago and it's Ariana Grande in the weekend. Uh, love, love you, love me harder. I think it's called. And, um, is this and there's a line full. No, 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 there's a line in it. The weekend it? says like, yeah, like, uh, I know your motives and you know mine. The ones that love me, I tend to leave behind. Mm. Uh, if you know about me and choose to stay, then take this pleasure and take it with the pain. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, uh, it's a story <laughs> of my life. But um, <laughs> but for like for Russ, right, as he's tried to like get rid of the turnovers and he's tried to like modulate down his, um, you know, to try to, he, he's like trying to play safer, like, you don't, you also, you're, you still get some of the pain, but you don't get the pleasure, right? Like it, it with Steph, like, why does he jump past all the time? Why does he throw these crazy, like, you're not going to get those, you know, 24 point quarters. If you don't let him, you're going to have to take some of the pain too, because mm -hmm. it's, it, it's to get the, the experience you're, you're going to have to accept some of that. And so for Russ, like consciously, as you say, counting his steps as he's line dancing, yeah, you're not going to get the turnovers, but you're not going to get any of the stuff that makes him rust either. You're not going to get any of the good stuff. You're not going to get any of in the weekends where you're not going to get any of the pleasure with it. You're still going to get some of the pain, but you're not going to get the pleasure. So I think, I mean, you, you, and you I just aren't, you're not going to, you're not going to get Steph or Russ to like eliminate all those like head scratching turnovers, but then also get the, the parts that have made yeah. them make them or have made them superstars you just it's like the cost of doing business so yeah i don't well, think russ can like especially because his all the wonderful things he does is built on aggression and athleticism and trying to like physically impose himself and dominate so for russ i russ has made a calculus obviously the last four games i am going to not turn the ball over but what you get with that is i am not going to get to the rim i'm not going to attack i am not going to get all these assists um so i and i i think it is like a it's you're just not gonna get the no turnover triple double russ it just no. isn't going to exist so i think is there like a middle ground i don't know but i kind of doubt it i think i think you either get full russ or no russ basically well and that's and that's kind of the thing here is that because i agree this is a fundamental part of Russell Westbrook. Like, uh, do you watch Billions? I've seen a few, but no, I don't. I've seen a couple episodes. Well, so like in in the last season, um, the main character of Billions, like he's trying to work with this artist, and this artist is kind of like is he's very, you know, his paint is very like throw paint at the wall, and and it's very emotional and all of these things, and and his paintings like. They really resonate because you can feel the emotion coming off of the canvas, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the main character from from Billions basically tried to employ that painter and say, "Do this, but for me," you know. And and that painter really had a really tough time with it because creativity and that kind of emotion and that kind of connection to your work is central to that person's art yeah. and and here with russ i think you know when he 
has been at his absolute best when I, and by the way, like this is, this is part of why this season has really sucked so much for me because he was, and it still is. He just doesn't have the freedom to be one anymore, but he was an artist. Like he, he, Mm what he would go out there onto a court and do things. Like I remember one time, I think he missed the layup, but he took a layup from like outside the free throw line. And, and I, I remember like watching him take off. I'm like, wait, that's something that I would never even think of doing or even trying. And, and I used to love watching him play like that, partly because he didn't play for my team, but also like, <laughs> but also partly because basketball does lend itself to art. Like Kobe was, was an artist, you know, mm-hmm. with his footwork and, and with the different ways that he would attack different defenders and different teams and all these things. And, and, and like, that is a, a really, like, I think some of the knock against this analytics era is that it has kind of taken some of that art aspect away from it, right? If we all know what kind of shots that you're trying to create, then that's not necessarily art, it's mass production. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for, for Russ, I think he's really had a difficult time going from an era, you know, between, like he was basically the bridge between like the, the Kobe era where you had like Jason, Jason Williams, like white chocolate was, was just like, he, he did stuff that made no sense whatsoever, but he did it because of fuck it. It looked like fun. And it was like, and, and, and Steve Francis and Baron Davis and, and that, that era of, of creativity where it's like, did it, did it make sense for you to take a crossover that went like two body lengths over and try to bring it all the way back? No, not shout necessarily. Out, shout out literally one of my favorite people that well on planet earth. Um, and definitely one of my favorite people that I've met in this NBA life and got a chance to become friends with shout out my boy, Jamal Crawford. Yeah. Right. Like, like the way that the way that that era, like that era of basketball was played, like was artistic. It was very, it was very like, go out there and create for yourself, man. And those highlight videos of that era back then are so much more fun than the highlight videos of this era. They're so much more fun because people did stuff because it looked fun. Like that's why I enjoy watching John Morant play so much because he just goes out there and he just, yeah, it would be super freaking fun if I could that jump up monster. and kiss the backboard and, and, and actually try to catch Avery Bradley's layup here. That, that would be really fun. Dude, is it is it necessarily safe for me to try to kiss the rim on one of my alley-oop lobs? Probably not. But is it really fun to be able to try? Fuck yeah, it is. And like that's why like I, I really enjoy that's a part of basketball. It's a part of so- I, I love soccer because it's a lot of the same Ronaldinho back in the day where I would watch that dude play. And it was just so much fun to watch this dude just like meg people for the fun of it. And for for because it was fun, because I can be like Russ's slogan is literally "Why not?" Right? Yeah. Like his slogan uh, for for basketball, his his brand is built around "Why not?" Why not be that kind of creative? And and I think when you're asking him, like you're talking about, to not pay that creativity tax and and try to limit that creativity, that's why I think he looks so miserable out there trying to play. And 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 while I understand where he is coming from, that still doesn't mean, however, that the Lakers don't. They do need a more risk-averse point guard. They do need a more solid point guard who can who like who knocks down open jumpers and doesn't get beat on defense. Like that's the kind of point guard that the Lakers have always needed. And that's where like I get back to the central 
kind of conflict in this relationship between the Lakers and Russ that was created as soon as they traded for him. It's that he just on, on a, on a foundational level of, of basketball player is not the kind of player that the Lakers ever needed. That is not something that they ever needed. And they convinced themselves that that was the case. And they convinced themselves that if it wasn't, if, if it was the case that maybe he would do the little things and become something closer to the point guard that they actually need. But at this stage of his career, that was never going to happen. And I think right now you're going to see some stretches where it looks really good. You're going to see some other stretches where you say, good Lord, dude, what the hell is going on here? Because at the end of the day, the guy is trying to be something that he isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tennessee <laughs> is delicious. Um, I think a lot of what you're saying is, is fair. Um, I think that is magnified, as I mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago. I think it is magnified by a dearth of glue guys, a dearth yeah. of little things guys. Um, so that makes it seem like, all right, well, you're our third best player. Like, where are little things, especially with yeah. AD out now? You're the second best player. Um, where are the little things? And it looks pretty stark when he's not doing the little things. I think it's that's amplified because nobody is is not nobody. There is a there is a dearth of little things guys um, on the roster. It's also the reason why Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves is a fine player, but he looks and Stanley Johnson, another example, right? He's whatever, mm -hmm. but because those guys do things that you don't see on this roster very often, it all of that is magnified, and because of that all the rust mistakes are magnified. I think the question though, going forward is now what? Um, well, I think this is I why you need my... to... go ahead. Well, I, I think that's why you need to turn THT into a player who is more willing to do those small things. Cause THT isn't the small things guy either. Uh, he is, he, to this point in his career is not, I, I will, I will agree with that. I just think as of now, I mean, Obviously, there's, you know, there's been pressure, not specifically on Russ, but you hear, you know, you'll hear LeBron, you'll hear uh, Frank in press conferences after games talking about we need to get, you know, more attempts, basically. We need, we need like shots up on the backboard. And the immediate thought is like, that's Russ and that's too many turnovers. It's also... The, the Lakers are not a particularly good rebounding team, mm -hmm. um, which is another aspect of it. Um, you know, it's like turnovers and rebounds basically are what gets you more shot attempts or fewer shot attempts. And so like, you know, a pretty thin reading between the lines is Russ is turning the ball over too much. And so I think it, I don't think it's coincidental that, that, that he has decided to really dial that back. But, you know, going back to my <laughs> weekend line, like. It's not coincidental that he hasn't looked good since he's tried to limit those turnovers. I, I agree. Uh, and I, I think it is probably the best course of action. Is it a perfect course of action? No. But I think the best course of action is take the pleasure and take it with the pain. Right. Like, yeah, I think I would Let rather have I would rather have 10, you know, Russ on 10 than Russ on zero. Yeah. Or zero is not fair two two um mm -hmm. fine we had no turnovers but all the stuff all the positive not all that's not fair either but a lot of the positives that russ brings are because of his attacking because of his 
you know, huge ego because of his force of will, because of because he thinks, why not? Right. Yeah. Um, so if it's and I don't think I don't think there is a like seven Russ at seven in there. I just I don't think that no. is I don't think that is something that exists. So I have you seen him at Taylor Swift concerts like I haven't. Well, I'm telling you right now, there is no Russ on five. Like we get Russ at we get. I mean, let let let's make it like well, the complete. Extreme. I'll say this: I, if we have Russ at ten or Russ on zero or the two options, I think 10. we need Russ at ten. Well, and also like that is the only way that Russ looks happy. You know, like again, it's a sport. It's a kids' game that we're playing out there. This should be fun. And Russ on on zero looks freaking miserable. Like it just it just appears to suck for him to try to play basketball in a way that is is inherently antithetical to his entire approach for a 14 year career that's going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Like it's really difficult right, for him to say like, like this is not at how UCLA I do it. UCLA and yeah. before that, right? Like yeah. Russ got to it's not I mean it is, you know, whatever the 14 years, but it is an entire basketball life which you know is 25 years of yeah. of of this. This is what made Russ an MVP and made him top 75 and is going to, as you said, make him a hall of famer to ask him to not do all of that now is like, good luck. Right. I mean, it's either that or try to move him, and you aren't going to comment on, on the attempts at moving him, but, I am but, not. uh, you know, last night was the first night this season where I was just like, you know, I don't know, man. So what is this? So now, okay. So you had to sleep it off and I, mm-hmm. you had your rant. Mm-hmm. So now going forward on Twitter, you were, you were talking real spicy. Like you're, you're not watching this no more. Oh, I mean, like, are you, I, are you now? So what are you doing? You're treating it I mean, like I'm not, your parents I'm watching basic instinct with you. Something <laughs> like what? <laughs> It'll Cover be my own eyes. hand. And then occasionally I'll just like slip yeah, through. through. Yeah. yeah. No, when, I, when, I, when Sharon, was Sharon Stone? Yeah, when Sharon Stone, yeah, it was Sharon like, Stone. uncrosses her legs, and yeah, you, then you 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 split your middle finger and ring <laughs> finger, and have your eye. Well, let's see what's going on here. Yeah, so I I'm clearly going to continue to watch. I'm clearly going to continue to root for this team. I would just prefer that Russ not participate on my team. Like, I'm sorry, all the things that I said earlier. All the creativity stuff, the artistry, all that, like, it still is true. I am still going to look back on Russell Westbrook, especially prime Russell Westbrook, as one of the most exhilarating athletes I have ever watched. My favorite player is Ken Griffey Jr. Is he the best baseball player of all time? No. Like, that's clearly probably Barry Bonds. But Did you clearly probably? Well, like, well, I guess I, I did you make a definitive mention. statement and, and then kind of, well, that's, that's back. my own biases. That's my biases still here saying like, no, man, I, I still rock with Griffey. And, and, and I think, uh, so like at while I can, while I can say that like Russ was this incredible player who I really enjoyed playing over the course of his career, like you sometimes like players more when they're on different teams because I ask for different things from the Lakers. I ask for winning. And and I don't know that Russ, even on 10, does much for winning in the postseason. Like that, I don't, I even if that is what's best for him and what's best for the Lakers to make this work as best they can, I, I'm, I'm still not sold on Russ on 10 winning you games in the postseason because we have now a 14-year career of him not doing much of that in the NBA postseason. 
That's just where we're at. And 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 given my priorities here, I I would rather the Lakers win a championship than try to make it work with a player who to this point hasn't been able to. I am a big fan of this cognac beverage. <laughs> it pleases my palate. I'm looking for I'm looking for a different way to say it. It's delicious. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the hook not this week's episodes of the silver screen and roll podcast feed as we normally close things out here no tonight i'm going to record an episode of the lowdown tomorrow i have an episode of lakers lounge to record with harrison you know he's gonna poke and prod and push those buttons and get me to say something ridiculous so that's probably gonna happen tomorrow as well tune in for all of that here on the silver screen and roll podcast feed rate review subscribe Send in those questions in the form of five-star reviews, and I'll answer them this coming Monday on our first episode of the Monday Mailbag. And until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin. That is Aaron Larsoul, and this was The Hook.